every year for the last 15 years, when flu season starts, Christ Temple North people do what? Stay home. No handshakes, or if they got a cold, they stay home. Nothing new about that, right? And that's why, if you see me doing this this morning, that meant some of our people who were being positions weren't there. And we had to put them in order. Everybody right? That shouldn't hurt anybody's feelings. If it doesn't, you ought to get saved. <laughs> yeah, right, because yeah, right, we've been doing that. Hugs is good. Now, listen to me. We have, we have some people in here that are taking chemo, okay? You have to be very careful. We have a brother in here that's had a heart transplant. We have to be very careful with that stuff. If you have a cold, stay home. Amen. And that's why we, you can see some different people because the flu attacked some of our people, right? And, and y'all know me. Can't stand germs, dust, and chaos. Amen. <laughs> All right, here we go. We ready to go? We Christians? We strong enough? We come to get a lesson? And, in the, and there's a blessing where? In the lesson. Because we want to grow. This, we want to be a people that wants to grow spiritually, right? After you become a Christian, there ought to be some growth. When you get to that Christian growth, there ought to be some things that's in your life that shouldn't be there anymore. All right, now, when we get saved, now just remember, there's church goers, right? There's Christians, and then there's saved folks. And we want to be saved folks. Now, there's a difference. When we're wanting to be saved folks, we want to abide in the branch. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit itself except it abide in the vine. You see, no more can ye except ye be abide in the vine. You can't, we want to be connected with Christ, right? If we in the vine of Christ, then things, there ought to be some things that ought to be your past. That's right. That's right. Right? When you fall apart, that means you got disconnected from the vine. I've been doing this for over 45 years, I think, somewhere in there, and still I'm growing more now than I've ever grown because I am able to receive more now than I've ever received. You can read your Bible and the commentaries and do all that stuff, if you don't really allow it to be an, an, an intimate part of your life, all of you all is going to church. Now listen to me. You can be saved and still struggle. Amen. That's being saved means you're going to heaven. All right? But the struggle doesn't stop. Satan doesn't stop. Your body doesn't stop just because you got saved, right? right. We have to do the work. Now listen to me. As when you get strong, there's only one way that you can get strong and stay strong, and that is Jesus says abide in me, which means Jesus says you have to abide in him. And he says the branch, which is us, cannot live. I mean, we just can't, we can't live the Christian life unless we connect it to the vine. That's right. Period. That's right. And we have to stay connected to the vine. That's why we have people running all around uh, this place that's a bad example and a bad ambassador for Christ because people are looking how they handle things and they don't want to be any part of it because they can say, I can do that and not go to church. So what we want to talk, I'm going to use a lot of commentary, what we want to talk about today is a good, I'm going to start over here, a real good father desires to reduce, excuse me, a real good father wants to pre produce himself in his sons and daughters. Isn't that right? If you are a good parent, you want that, right? You, if you are an excellent parent, you want to reproduce yourself into your children 
and the next generation, right? right? That's why we have a thing called generational curses, is because it's never been broke from one generation to the next generation, and a lot of people are struggling, some of you in this church. You all have struggled because of the parental guidance you did not get. You, you understand what I'm saying? And a lot of times, if you're not careful, see, sometimes it's nothing wrong with blaming your parents for what they didn't do. Period. You see, it is response. Remember, I've told you I never saw my father, ever saw my biological father, right? I never saw him, never seen a picture or anything, but that doesn't get him off the hook. Right? Do you understand? Because I was his responsibility. Do you understand parents in here? There's a lot of parents in here. It ain't God's responsibility to raise your child. It's your responsibility to raise your child. All right? Now, what God does, he takes the responsibility to raise us because he's our heavenly father, right? And so he gives us everything we need to be able to handle the ups and downs in life. Because if, I don't care who you are, you get saved, be a Christian, there's going to be ups and downs in life. There's just some things that, that are just life. There's a song, that's life, you know, and that's, it's just that way. So in this commentary, every father desires reproduce his sons and daughters. You can go ahead and read the rest of it. God's will is to reproduce himself. I said read it, then I repeated it. God says, God says, reproduce himself. God wants to reproduce himself in us. Now, that's a very powerful thing. God wants to reproduce himself in us. That's powerful, people, because when God reproduces himself in us, and if we read the scriptures, and it would be the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's in us, we become very powerful people. We become very powerful people, and then there are things, once he does that, the things that used to hinder us, right, or distract us, they're not there anymore. They can be there, but they don't have that power over us anymore. Now, I'm talking about as a person, as a human being, as a person, right? We, you know, all of the things that's going on in this country, they're worried about a virus. What is this virus called? Corona. And the flu has already killed close to 16,000 people, right? But you take care of them both the same way, all right? You see, why? 25 people got killed in a tornado in one spot, right? Uh, uh, You might not have seen it, but 15 to 20 teenagers beat a little girl up. You can pull it up, and uh, right? And for her phone and her shoes, right? So this, the problem of it is laws can't change anything. Laws can't change. We have to have God within us. Say that, God within us. God within me. All right, we still have prejudice going on in this country. Not just black and white, just prejudices. We got all these prejudices going on in this country. Nothing's going to change that until we have God within us. That's right. Right? right. We, in our families, and there's some families in here, some, don't be afraid to break that cycle. You got to ask, uh, you know, and don't be blaming other folks. Ain't, we, ain't, we passed all that now. If you want to get better, you got to pass that. You got to get past all that, right? Uh, uh, my fa- everybody in my family has dealt with some kind of cancer. I'm talking about my siblings and all that, and my mother. We've all dealt with it, but we got to get past that now. If my mother uh, would have had the information today that we have on what we eat, yes, all of the information and knowledge we have on today and passed it on to us, it would have stopped some things that we are going through. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? And you see, whether it be in some of you in here, unless there's some rich people in here, if you are, see me at the church because we need some money. All right. 
Uh, some, some people in here, all right, if you would really get to thinking about it, your parents, come on now, your parents did not teach you how to handle finance. And because, well, their parents made have taught them how to deal finance, right? And so we've struggled in these areas. But when God reproduces himself in us, it, we become a new creation. And when we become a new creation, that means old things are behind us and all things become new, you see? And so what we want to do is become new people. And becoming new people, we have to have God's nature. Amen. Does that make sense? Right. You see, we have, there's a lot of hell going on in churches. Well, that's why we don't have all those titles in here. You know, you got a title over here, a title over there, and every group that's got a title has got a pastor. And then they, you know, and then folks get to smelling themselves, as the old folks say. And then you have confusion and chaos, right? Because it don't take a whole lot to, to, run, to run a church, right? If we get out the way, God, the Holy Ghost will take care of that. Right. So it's the same thing with the household or your personal life. What you want to do is if you want to live the life that's promised you, then you have to stay in God's Word. You can go ahead and read from me if you want. That's right. That's right. It says, again, you can understand that the new creation has received the nature and life of God the Father. So if we are born again and saved and we have a new nature, we live in the life of what? Of Christ. We live in the life of Christ. You know what Christian means? Christ-like. So we live, you can't live the life of Christ unless you have the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. But once you have this new nature, then you can live the life of Christ, right? You won't need any laws to protect you. You have the Holy Spirit to protect you. And that new nature that you have, you won't fall apart. You'll never be desperate because desperate people do desperate things. You'll never be desperate because the Holy Spirit's not desperate. That's right. You'll never be powerless because the Holy Spirit is not powerless. It gives you power. Are you ever understanding? Because there's always, look at you all beautiful people in here. Let me tell you something. Trouble's going to find you. If it hadn't already found you, it's going to find you. Sooner or later, you're going to have to go through something because that's life. But we go through, and remember now, you at Christ Temple North, which way do you fall? We fall forward. Yes. When we fall, we fall forward. That's, quite, that's what we say. There's a blessing in the lesson. So when we fall, we get the lesson because we fall forward. The people that don't get the lesson are the people who fall backwards. And they keep falling backwards. And they keep falling backwards. But not Christ Temple North because we have the nature, right? The nature of Christ. Are you with me? We are not paralyzed in our old life. We're not paralyzed in our old life. That's right. That's right. You see? We're not seeing, and I don't know this, I'm just going to use this, say parable. Someone may have mistreated you in your life, but don't let them keep paralyzing you. When you change and get the nature of God, no matter where you've been, what you've done, okay, you have a new nature. Don't let that old nature paralyze you, right? Some of us, only the people that's done this can say amen. The rest of you may not want to say amen. Some of us have done some wrong things in our life. Amen. All right. And the others are lying that didn't say amen. So, so, so yeah, you see, some of us have done some wrong things. If you're not careful, your past life, right, your past life will paralyze you from going forward because you can't believe, it's impossible for you to believe that God can erase all that. Well, he can. He can. That's why I went to Calvary. He died for your what? For your goodness? He died for your sins. So, listen. Why? Everybody looking at me? So if God died for your sins, why are you trying to keep them alive? 
That makes no sense. Now, uh, if, if, how many people, just say amen if you want these people. Don't say it yet. How many people in here that pay, would pay a bill off and want to pay the same bill over again? That sounds plumb crazy, doesn't it? Well, if, if Christ has died for your sins and he's paid for it, what are you doing paying, trying to pay the same thing by you're getting where I'm coming from? You see, the, worst, the hardest thing for most Christians to believe is they're free of that. Because it's just hard to believe that God, the terrible things I've done, that you just, it's just gone. Well, it is, according to the scriptures. Are you all right? Yeah. All right, make sure y'all let me know at 30 minutes. All right, keep going. We then invite the Holy Spirit, who has imparted to us his nature. So, so the Holy Spirit is imparted to us whose nature? God's nature. Yes, his nature's in us. So now that means when I'm saved, I've got a new nature. Now Satan will lie to you and tell, tell you you don't have it. Yeah, you do. You have a new nature. You're a new person. You're a new creation. Does that make sense? You used to be timid. You ain't timid anymore. You bold in the Holy Ghost. They'll call it arrogant because they don't understand it. All right, but you're bold and people look at you and think, what's wrong with you? You see? You see what I'm saying? But you're a new creature. Now listen to me. When you become a new creature in Christ, you can live with folks and they don't know the difference. Well. The people in your, your family doesn't know the difference. You see? They'll probably say that you're down at Christ Temple North and that pastor's brainwashing you. And here's what you tell them. You need it brainwashed. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You needed somebody to come in and wash that dirty brain, right? That's right. Ah, you see, that, that's, all, you know, that's right. He gives you drugs down there. Yeah. Holy Ghost drugs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on a spiritual high. You understand what I'm saying? Right? Okay. If you have God's nature, you, ha you are, excuse me, <clears throat> you're spiritual? You, yeah, God's nature. This word nature. If you have God's nature, then you're spiritual. Now listen to me. Some people think they're spiritual and they're not. I learned that from a friend of mine. Ask me how I learned it. Well, she was telling me, she said, uh, Pastor, some people are ghetto. They just don't know they're ghetto. <laughs> and so I took it and changed it that some people are not spiritual. They just don't know they're not spiritual. You see, and they, you get caught up in, and it can happen in church. And mo most places going to be is in church. But see, in here, guess what? We understand it in here. Because that's why we come in here. We come in here. Listen, we come in here to get chastised. Amen. That's right. I don't want to go to no church. I don't mind people going, oh, I had a good time today. I want to go out and pastor was hard this morning. Yes. Right. Because we're trying to grow. You can't, nothing can grow if, it's, if everything is always the same. All right, brother. If you have God's nature, you're infinite. Yeah. Come on, come on here. Come on here. When you have God's nature, this is what comes with God's nature. All right, keep going, please. You are eternal and unchangeable in his being. Once we, once we get God's nature, we rock. Yeah, we rock. We, we might, what's that, Breathe the Frank say, rock steady? Y'all yeah. know y'all done heard Breathe the Frank. Come on, don't get in there and get all sanctified on me. Rock, yeah, we may, the wind may blow and life may blow and rock us around, but we will not fall. Are you with me? Because that's who we are in Christ. We don't fall apart over here. Yeah, we, rock, we rock a little bit, but we, we will not fall apart because we have God's nature. All right? We have wisdom. We have God's wisdom. 
You see, when you have God's wisdom, God's wisdom is a light. It is a light for your life. It will tell you, have you ever been on a highway and they had like an exit detour? Do you understand what I'm saying? Soft shoulders. But when we have God's wisdom, okay, we don't take them bad. We, don't, we stay where we're supposed to be. You see, there's some cities. When I was out at, uh, I was in San Diego, and we were driving to L.A. And uh, the one thing that they told us at the hotel, be careful what exit you take. Because it can take you just as long to get back on the highway as it is to get there. Well, some people in here, you've taken the wrong exit. You need to get back on the highway. You went to the highway and said, what is that, Pastor? God way. Get off the self way. Other people's opinion way. And get on God's way. There'll be a sign there. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will. Direct thy path. Then you, if when God's directing your path, you won't get on the the wrong exit. You'll take the right exit. Are you with me? Are you learning something this morning? All right, this is our commentary. And sometimes I read my commentary because I do this for me. You all just happen to get it secondhand, but it's pretty good. You know, some food's good after, after it sets the next day. That's right. You, you know that. All right, here we go. God's nature is power. God's nature is what? God's nature is what? Power. God's nature is what? Power. Then why are you living powerless? You need to ask yourself that. If God's nature is power, why are you living powerless? Yes, you know what you know, powerlessness is? When somebody else or some other force or something else influences you and you bow to that. We don't do that in here because God's nature gives us what? Power. Power. So we powerful people. You know how God's nature, you know, now listen to me. God's nature is the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? If he can, come on now, if he can create the heavens and the earth and all therein, he can't help you get through your little life? That don't even make sense, does it? All right. It's Sometimes I, they look at my face and people think I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm a coach. I want all of my athletes, my spiritual athletes in here to be successful, period. Right? And you're not here to like me. You're here to listen to me. And sometimes if you, some of you all have been athletes in here. Sometimes when you're going through the workouts, you hate coach. Well, but when you get the medal, you love coach. All right, here we go. All right. It's holiness. It's holiness. I could not live holy without the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you kidding me? It's impossible to do that, but I can with the, under, with the power of the Holy Spirit because if that means if I'm abiding in Christ and I keep abiding in Christ and the Holy Spirit's within me and me and the Holy Spirit have that intimate relationship, you become, a, you become like a thug to a pastor. No, I'm talking about me. Y'all can laugh. I ain't got no problem with that. All right, here we go. It's justice. It's good, justice. Goodness. And it's goodness. And truth. And truth. What? And truth. And that's the one that hurts. And the truth could be that you the issue. You see, the, one of the things that opened up my eyes, and you know, Sister Gwen and I have been married a long time. It took, when the, whole, when you, the one thing about the Holy Spirit, it revealed to me, because, you know, I'm always right. She's always wrong, right? When the Holy Spirit revealed to me that I was the problem in areas, mm. that's what makes you a better. Because guess where the Holy Spirit starts at? With you. That's right. 
The Holy Spirit. There's too many people. I see people all the time wanting to counsel somebody else over there. Remember, when you're pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, they're growing in yours. So the Holy Spirit's going to start with me. The Holy Spirit starts with you, right? Because I don't, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about what other folks is doing. The Holy Spirit's working within me. When the Holy Spirit works within me, the other folks around don't even have the influence anymore. Am I making sense to you? All right. Again, we invite the Holy Spirit. Gives us God's nature. It gives us whose nature? God's nature. Whose nature do you have? God's. Whose nature do you have? God's. Whose nature do you have? God's. Then you got the power. You got the wisdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, sometimes people fail because they get in God's business. God gives me the wisdom to stay out of everybody else's business. And, and, and hey, have you ever been a parent and, and, and prayed for your, your sub, you prayed for your son or your daughter and this and that and say, God, I'm going to turn her, or it could be your sister or your brother, I'm going to turn them over to God and then call them. Well. You see, and guess what happens? God says, if you don't think I can run their business, then I'm going to step out and let you handle it. Okay. All right, just anywhere, wherever you got. I changed this whole lesson, but God has blessed me to be able to handle it. For real, just a few minutes ago. Poor Cobb, Cobb does just an excellent job. He does an excellent job. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, if that'd be me, see, if that'd be me, that's why he could, God put me here and put Kyle over here, because if we would switch, I'd say, man, you need to make up your mind what you're getting ready to do. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. We're good. God puts the right people in the right place. That's how he works it. All right, here we go. Again, we invite the Holy Spirit, who has imparted to us his nature from God the Father, to come into our bodies. It comes into what? Our bodies. Your body is the temple of what? The Holy, the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost wants to come into what? You ain't going to, people say, I'm going to church. No, you take him to church to the building. That's right. That's right. You see, it, it really gets me sometimes when people come in and, and, yeah, the building is, hey, this is wood and rock. No, you, the Holy Ghost, is in you. Right, so, and, and you are the temple for the Holy Spirit. And he wants to live in you. You see, I, I know, now I don't do this, and I'm just kind of having fun up here. That's why we took that, we don't have a pulpit up here. And I hear some of them preachers, they get to preaching, and you know how they do in the old church. And they say, it's, it's, it's warm up here, the, the power's up here. No, it ain't. <laughs> They're more sanctified folks sitting in the pew sometimes than up That's here right. on these congregations. That's right, Pastor. So we just thought we'd just leave the piano and whatever that thing is and this other stuff up here. <laughs> yeah, oh, Yes. Because we are spiritual people. And the spirit lives where? In me. Right, so we don't have to go to church to get the spirit. We carry the spirit to church. Isn't that right? All right, I have no idea. I'm not even going to look at the paper. Just go for it. All right. <laughs> and we want to make his home, excuse me, make his home in us. We want to make his home in us. That means I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit into my life, into my body, into my mind, into my, into my soul, into my heart, into my spirit. I invite him in. He wants to live there. 
And because, and you know, I'm excited about when he lives there. Man, I get a whole lot of stuff. I get a whole lot of stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot belong to this church and be insecure. That's right. Period. Everybody raise their hand that I'm a pastor. If you're a visitor, I'm your pastor for the day. Raise your hand with the rest of them. Don't ever be insecure ever again in your life. That's right. That's right. You will never powerless again in your life ever again. You will never take the back seat ever again because you're a front seat runner. You see? You see? And the world can't tell us what we are according to all these things they do because they don't know us. Because the world is what? They're in their nature. They don't have the spiritual nature. Please get me out of that. Well, then we have some work to do, Pastor. Where are we, where are we at? Because it says, as we begin to feed on the word, practice the word, yes. live we, the word. We feed on it. We do what? We practice. We feed the word. We read the word. We practice the word. We live the word. That's us at Christ Temple North. Right? Now, listen to me. When you do that and you believe that, then you, then you accept the promises of God. Now, there's a little book. It only costs about $3. Everybody ought to get one, and it's called The Promises of God. You ought to get this little, it's about three bucks, and it's called The Promises of God. And you ought to read that little book, and it gives you every promise of God in the Bible. And if you believe God, you call yourself a Christian, then you ought to believe in the promises he gave you. You see, now, I'm not making fun. Yeah, I'm making fun. I'm just not talking back bad about him. I'm making fun. You don't need a prayer cloth. You can have one if you want one. You, you, the only thing you need is some oil. He, you know, the, the Bible says bless the people with oil, right? You don't need anything they're selling. You need to read, to read God's word. Then you can buy some of that stuff if you want to and, and inspire you and, and to deal with stuff. But if you, hey, listen to me. All you need is God's word. If you believe in God's word, the promises is in his word. Do you understand? When I do uh, anointing, I use oil because the scripture says use oil. Or we lay hands on because the scriptures say we lay hands on. Right. right? You understand? But most of you all need in here is just his word. That's right. And his promises. Let me tell you something. People think, some of you all probably think I'm, when I say this, I don't pray much anymore. What am I pray for? I ain't got to pray for power. Oh, I got it. Hmm? I ain't got to pray for wisdom. Oh, I got it. I ain't got to pray for knowledge. Oh, I got it. Huh? I ain't got to pray for joy. Oh, I got it. You see, guess where I got it from? His promises. That's right. That's right. You see, we're praying for the wrong thing. Sometimes we need to pray to God to give us the courage to submit to his promises and allow his promises to take over our lives. Amen to that? That's right. That's right. All right. Again, Pastor, when we begin to feed on the Word, practice the Word, live the Word, then the Holy Spirit builds that Word in us. And then He builds that Word in us. Man, He builds that Word in us when the storms come. We like this. Everybody else falling all apart. Because we got the Word of God built in our lives. That's right. That's right. You see? You understand that? When people try to shake you up, they can't shake you no more. Guess what? Because your life is built on God's Word. Huh? You see, some people's problem is something you're probably sitting in here. Quit letting other people mirror you. Amen. Quit trying to live up to somebody else's expectations. Amen. 
you are solid rock in Christ. There's a scripture in the Psalms that says, and he will lift me up on a higher rock than myself. So see, when God comes into your life, you on this little rock, he lifts you up on a rock higher than yourself. Do you understand? Okay. You're going to be powerful the rest of your life. I don't want to talk about the rest of this week. I want you to get this message for the rest of your life. And then you'll be an ambassador for Christ, and people will look at you, and they'll ask you, where did you get it from? You say, from God's word well, and his promises. And God, there's two things God can't do, congregation, is fail and lie. Come on. Amen. Right? So if you don't believe what I'm saying, you're saying God lying. That's pretty deep. Okay. <laughs> and then more from his commentary. It says, God took his first step to rescue us from this corrupt world. He keeps, he rips. You know what I'm talking about, DJ? Yes, did, he, did, he, did, he, did he rescue us? Yes, sir. He rescued us from this corrupt world. Yes. The world wants you sick. Yes. They make money off you sick. You see? I'm thinking about going and get some of them wipes and sell them for $100. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We've been having wipes in here all the time. We've been washing doors and you all don't know it for you all to have children. We come in here Monday, uh, Double D and I, and spray every handle, every chair in the church. We've been doing this for months. You see? Y'all with me? Who are you? Say, I'm a son of God. Who are you? Say it. You're a daughter of God. Start acting like it, folks. What are you doing? What are you doing? You understand? You can take, you know, I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan. I always have been a Yankee fan. Reggie Jackson was a Yankee, and I was a Reggie Jackson fan. Started with A's and went to the Yankees. Where there's only one team in baseball that looks clean. You cannot play for the Yankees and have a beard. It's in your contract. There are people that were average players. They put them pinstripes on, and they become superstars. Well, we got God's pinstripes on. That's right. We superstars. We superstars. You see, some of you scared to get the power. You're scared to live like that. You like that prison you live in? You like being enslaved. Ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. Let me tell you, we've had people that's overcome drugs, alcohol, pornography. Yes, in this church has been set free from that stuff. Amen. Right. Amen. right. Let me tell you, there's one thing I can promise you in here. Ain't nobody started saved in this church. That's right. We all started unsaved. That's right. Until we got in God's word. That's right. And he brought the realization to what a better life would be. That's right. And now we live in it. Because we live on his promises. When he took the first step, Pastor, he granted us his power, revealed to us true knowledge. He granted us what? True knowledge. What? True knowledge. Then he says, Lo, and I'll always be with you. Why you say you're lonely? He says, I'll always give you your needs. Why you say you need? pastor keeps telling y'all, you don't get it. I have no needs. You see, you know, I don't have no needs. Needs is stuff. If you have 
needs, and you can't have but one TV, mm. one car, little house. You see, when you pass that, God has blessed you with as many as you want. That's right. So I'm praying for once. Got all I need. That's right. If, let me tell you something. Y'all got quiet. If you tell me you don't have your every need, then you're saying the Bible's lying. Come on. Because God said what? I'll supply you every need. I'll supply you every need. Some of my people up here, I don't have a friend. Really? Maybe you're not, maybe you're friendless because you ain't friendly. That's right. Might be a reason. Because if you need a friend, he'll give you a friend. He'll be fathers to, we're fathers to the fatherless. We are fathers to the fatherless. Do you look at me as your father, Brother Nathan? Brother Nathan looks at me as his father. Yeah. I'm not his father, biologically, but I'm his spiritual father. Guess what? He wanted a father. God said, here you go. That's how it works. You see? Because we're not desperate over here. Because desperate people do desperate things. We're not desperate. All right. And he's spoken to us great promises. And he's given us what? Great promises. No, just no promises? Great. Promises. Great promises. Oh, okay. He has done all this for a reason. He's done it for a reason. That we might participate in his own nature and reflect his own life. So we can do what? Participate in his own nature. And the world sees us because we reflect God's life. You see, sometimes the only God that people know is you. They don't come to church. They don't read their Bible. They have to see you. And then when they see it, you can introduce them to who God really is. That's right. Do you understand? We are not passive observers of God's saving action. We ain't just sitting around. That's what that means. We must receive his grace. We must receive his what? Grace. His what? Grace. We receive God's grace. If not for grace, there go I. So that's why I don't ever talk anybody else down. Because I'm living well because I'm living under God's grace. Say amen to that. Amen. Right. We must grow in his knowledge. And there's where the problem's at. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. But us that are in his knowledge, we grow. Because we live in the knowledge of God, not the knowledge of man. Everybody ought to vote. I believe everybody vote. I'm telling your state, your city, your county, whatever, everybody ought to vote. But whoever gets up there in the White House is not going to change my life. That's right. Period. Because my life is under God's grace and God's mercy and God's promises, matter of fact, they ought to come and talk to me and I can help them figure this stuff out. Because I'm going to give them some God advice through the wisdom of the Holy Ghost. Come on here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you see, I may not be smarter than Trump or, or, or President, uh, Vice President Biden, but I'm wiser than both of them. Because right. ain't either one of them talking about the Holy Ghost up in there. 
Do you understand? If they really want to get my attention, they can get up and say, we're going to let the Holy Ghost run this country, and we're going to be submit to the Holy Ghost, and we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move us in the direction that the Holy Spirit would have us to go. We're going to stand in the authority of the Holy Ghost, right, because the Constitution ain't working. We've always done some things in the Constitution to other people that we promised that we'd do to them, but we still enslaved them through the very Constitution that said they ought to be free. Now, that's a fact, that's right. you see, but the Holy Ghost will set you free. The Holy Ghost, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm so caught up in the Holy Ghost, I'm asking the Holy Ghost to keep me healthy so I don't need health care. Pass my political statements. We'll keep right on going. <laughs> see, one thing about it is, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling good. I didn't have to run for my office. I was called to mine. There you go. You see? God, that was good, Anna. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Again, Pastor, I'm going to read this so that it, it's not a choice. Okay, what? okay. It doesn't say we should. Okay. We ought to. It says we must receive his grace, grow in his knowledge, and join him in this work of redemption. We're going to work of redemption. We're going to join him in this work of redemption, and redemption is the actions or saving or bringing saved from sin Air or evil, that's where we came from. Because most of us have, all of us have sinned in our lives, amen? And all of us have made errors in our life, amen? And all of us have done some evil things in our life, amen? amen? But once we got redemption from the Lord Jesus Christ, he saved us from all that, and we'll never go back to that again or be enslaved by that again. Say amen to that. Amen. No, we good. Want to shut it down wherever you've got. Am I done? Okay. Y'all want me to keep going for about a minute or two? Show me where I'm at. Y'all still hungry? Yeah. All right, here we go. We'll go Great. about five minutes more, okay? Turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to okay. read verse 2 to 4. Because it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and, our G and of Jesus our and Lord. And so where does grace come from? God. Where does peace come from? God. You see what I'm saying? Where does knowledge come from? God. We want the knowledge of God. You can read all the books, let me tell you, you can read all the books you're going to read. But knowledge, when you get the knowledge of God through his word, man, you're so powerful. All right. Okay. According to his divine power. And his divine power and divine is. Given directly from God. It comes directly from God. Supremely good. Supremely good. Heavenly. Heavenly. Excellent in the highest degree. Y'all somebody up in here. All right, keep going. Above what is human. We above human desires and human. We above all that now because we don't live in the human realm anymore. We live in the spirit realm. And that's where the power is. All right. And he hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. All things that pertain unto what? Life and godliness. All right, keep going. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. God has done called us to what? Glory and virtue. And you know what virtue is? Say what, Pastor? A showing a higher moral standard. We live at a higher moral standard That's right. than the flesh, than other people. You one thing, now you gotta get it right when you say it. I never told my kids, my kids could never say, and they'd never hear their parents say, and parents would say, well, you're no better than anybody else. Yeah, you are. You're a child of God. You better be better than a whole bunch of folk. Amen. You see, we love everybody, 
But we better than every, we better than some folks. We live better than some folks. We live a higher standard than some folks. All right, keep going. Virtue is also strength or courage. It's strength and courage. He's given us this. Valid. Don't be discouraged. I don't know who you are in here. Don't be discouraged. You can make it. All right? Value. Value. Merit. Come on. Grace. Yeah. And excellency. That's what we strive for at Christ Temple North because he promised us that. All right? Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Yes, Lord Jesus. That these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. And a partaker of the divine nature of God. Wow. Last, last part. Here we go. That's from first, second Peter 1, 2, and 4. You can read it when you get home. All right. Then having escaped the corruption that is in the world through love. We done escaped all that. So how'd you get through? God led me through that. Yeah, God led me through that. That's how I got through. God led me through that. Give God a hand clap. Yes, 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 yes. That's all right. Give God another. Give him a good hand clap. All right, all right, all right, all right. There you go. DJ, give the pastor a hand clap. He, he, he feels good today.